Welcome to another episode of Friends, Facts, and Fiction. As always, this episode is made possible by our local convenience stores, the misappropriation of history, and you. And now to your hosts, Justin Hammonds, Grant Bramlett, and Drew Shelnut. What's up? What's happening, world? This is Friends, Facts, and Fiction Podcast, episode 8. A Conquest, A Door to Cortez. Today we're talking about Hernan Cortez, but I'm Justin Hammonds, looking at your show, Nut. Howdy. And looking at Grant Bramlett. Nah, what? What? Mm-mm. Right, over uh, here. Over uh, here. Uh, recording. recording. Right. recording. Short sleeve yeah. button down yeah. mafia over here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, these tracks is about to be litty, bro. Season two about to be a whole different vibe. Mm-hmm. Get ready for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, like I said, it's episode eight. Uh, we're covering Hernan Cortez. And if you listened last week, we talked about Christopher Columbus. And next week, we're going to cover Pizarro. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're giving too much away. Mm-hmm. And then we have two episodes uh, covering the slave trade and gets into civil rights on the last episode of the season. So it's mm-hmm. chronologically put in place for just the ideals of America, basically. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, um, we're here again, and we're back. Thank y'all for listening. We love y'all. You know what I'm saying? Um, I need to make a few corrections, actually, uh, from last uh, few back podcasts. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Riva, like Mayo, mm-hmm. Slaw, was actually Rodra, oh. my friend Rodra. Mm-hmm. I love you, Riva. I'm sorry. Rodra, I love you as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and. We're also, sorry that you like that kind of coleslaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also sorry that you like like a mayo <laughs> yeah. coleslaw. Yeah, lay off the mayo. <laughs> yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. That's funny. And also, in the baseball episode, I mentioned you should watch a movie uh, entitled 45. It's actually 42. So, just keeping these hot facts tight out here. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? We, we want to stay keeping accurate. These, you know? We're trying to stay accurate out here. But, um, yeah, we're just out here living. Living our best lives, or at least trying to. Um, and shouts out to uh, Steve McThrill. Showing us some love on the old subscription. And if you want to throw some ducats, which is always uh, accepted, anchor.fm backslash uh, Friends Facts and Fiction Podcast. It's, uh, um, that's money, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> ducats. Yeah, yeah. Ducats is money. Um, if you want to subscribe uh, and throw us some monthly money, that's dope because it helps us out a lot. Um, but, um, but yeah, man, we're, we're recording our first episode in this new studio. That's right. Which is... Yeah. Uh, Kind of makeshift right now, but it's going to get better. Home. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we stapled some blankets up, and it sounds we call good. it the it's- flags of Chesterfield. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, do now. That's we for damn sure. That's definitely what that's called now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Bro. Mm. Oh, that's funny. Tell you what, uh. but yeah, it's been a wild uh, few weeks, guys. Um, we got ahead on recordings for a few weeks, so this is our first. Um, recording of like the week to like submit this week yeah this is uh yeah. you guys are gonna get this one on the week of man the week of yeah. the recording uh, so we're this recording this on a what what is today monday Mon- it's monday. released on this friday mm-hmm. yeah good times um but yeah grant moved into a fucking house he bought a house and he's moved in uh 90 percent i mean we're we're damn close over here honestly 85 yeah. percent. it's been hellish though yeah. i uh Ripped all the carpet out of the upstairs because carpet's gross and uh, no one should ever have it. I understand it's cheap and comfy, but I mean, come on. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Buy some damn rugs. Can, you know an, anti-carpet. Uh, I'm very rubble. anti-carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, rough. carpet industries, but, you know, make a better product. <laughs> um, or just it, make rugs. Right, exactly. Uh, but either <laughs> way, at first it was... Okay, well, I'm just going to rip it out of the, the master bedroom, you know. Um, and then work down as you... Right, and then just as time goes on, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll do the hallway and then the guest room and then the little yoga studio that my wife has and the stairs going down to the main floor. Halfway through it, I mean, I'm done with ripping that carpet up. And I'm like, well, I'm already doing all this work. May as well just, just do the do whole it. damn thing. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Go hard or go home. I exactly. Guess. And there's a chance that Facts. I won't be able to find the exact same hardwood later on, mm-hmm. you know, which would be... So you got to order that shit in bulk when you find it. Would bro. be terrible, you know. Mm-hmm. Terrible. So, and... Shout out to Charles Barkley. 
five days yeah. of having the hardwood acclimated. <laughs> um, me and Drew and Justin and a couple other buddies. Jeremy and Greg came through. Shut uh-huh, up. Uh-huh. Figured J- out. Jeremy's our sound engineer, by the way. That's true. He, they, uh, we all kind of figured it out as we went along. <laughs> and <laughs> also, Greg is our video guy and did too. a badass yeah. job. Honestly, we all, I'm, I'm really impressed with our work, and I'm very impressed with me. I'm proud of myself. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh. That's, that's no, it good. looks good. It looks cool. really good. Cool. And uh, just busted my ass. I'm the tiredest boy in the world. I would right probably now. doubt that, but <laughs> you do seem pretty delirious. And uh, yeah, it was funny, man. Uh, I was trying to commiserate with people, friends and family that own homes, and they're like, "Yep, welcome to owning a home." And I'm like, "Wait a minute." You're just always tired all all the time. Like this never stops. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't mention that. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, when I'm looking at <laughs> buying a house and I bring it up, they're like, oh, that's great. Congratulations on you know making that big step. Not one person was like, hey, uh, by the way, lots of you're going to be exhausted. Well, so actually, in the fine print of everything that you signed in all those that book of everything had uh, a little a little clause at the bottom, and it said you're signing your life away to this house, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar to uh, you know when when you and Grace have a little baby. Oh, man. No, no sir, no sir. Little baby, Mm-mm. little baby. <laughs> Which I'm sure John Minier could uh, tell you all about. By the way, shouts out to Luca and uh, Sari. Beautiful John. child. Yeah, good peoples. Excellent. Our family. Yeah, yeah, good times. He, he fucks with the podcast. By the way, he hit us up. Uh, I know. Long ago. I know. Me. Miss you, man. Need to, need to yeah, jam soon. Sure. Bro, we need to get this band back together. That's yeah. an organic Android. We got to get the band, band back together. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, technically, it is. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think like us three need to do like a Blues Brothers type of vibe where it's like three people and we just ride around and go pick up Jeremy and John and just like, bro, we got to do this. But when we go to pick We're up. on a mission from God. <laughs> <laughs> But you know that when we go to pick up Jeremy, he's not going to let us drive, and we have to take his truck. And this is very true. He's not going to let us drive because, uh, never mind, that's felonious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh, good times, people, good times. We're trying to make it out here, man. Drew, how you feeling out here these days, bro? I'm great. Yeah? That was too Damn. quick. That was too quick to Fantastic. believe. Fantastic. <laughs> Just a shining star yeah, just, amongst just, just the doing moons. The thing. <laughs> I don't know. Doing the thing with the stuff. Moons, are, moons are satellites. I, anyway. Conspiracy. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm doing uh, as well as doing can be. You know, I'm uh, applying at multiple jobs and, and such a what, and I'm very optimistic about the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only been since February since I've had a job, so that's not too long. No, that's not. It's only the longest stint in my life. But that's nothing. That's it's, it's not that's bad. Um, you know, honestly, I've um, started to find me again, though, through that's all real. of this, that's which real. is uh, kind of cool. I have you guys to um, help me out with that and um, to thank for that. And my beautiful but fiance. You're not Caroline. talking about masturbation. Of course. No. Um, <laughs> only on Tuesdays. Tuesdays is the yeah. day. So yeah. tomorrow. Well, yeah. Justin's Friday. <laughs> Your Tuesday. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Went there. Got, uh, got that in. That was good. That's a, little, that also, was a really good little yes and moment there. I like that. <laughs> you brought it up. Also, I congratulations did, yeah. is uh, in order for the homie. He just solidified his uh, marriage venue. Yeah. 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 Finally got it in. Shout out to Carolyn. And shout outs to the pick in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where not we're, a cave, we're doing this. No, it's not the cave. And he's gonna get married in a cave. How badass would that be? It was gonna be really cool. Um, in an old like 1800 socialist community, which is dope oh. in Tennessee, is really? what it was built on. They were a printing press that printed out newspapers that went all across the world. Called, um, I think it was something like. Um, the new world order or it was like something close to oh, that it was like the, the new something yeah that's how uh, you know the, yeah got you um neat, <laughs> neat. The, the the surrounding areas suck yeah i don't want any of you guys uh leaving the venue because there's nowhere to stay there sure it's um, like an hour and a half out of the city right well it's about an hour and a half out of the city plus it's 
15 to 20 miles away from any inhabitable areas mm-hmm. or hotels. Yeah, and and, uh, and hashtag, all we're not going to be sober when we leave no. the Drew's wedding. Wait. <laughs> what are you all? talking about? Like, trust me. Just drink the punch, Grant. Just, yeah. just, oh. just, just drink, drink the punch. Is there booze in the punch? Just drink. Uh, maybe. Okay, I'm drinking it. I'm going to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind if I partake myself. Yeah, I'm sure might actually help out with the spiking of said drinks. <laughs> nip the lips, if you will. But no, like a beautiful venue. Um, just uh, not, a, not a good fit uh, for any of my friends. I don't want anybody driving away from that area drunk or anything where there is 15 miles of no road lights. Sure. And, and backwood and, cops. Who yeah. Are, uh, and, more savage. and yeah, yeah. And we also, yeah, we're talking about an area which is Dixon, Tennessee, mm. um, which is not so, um, PC. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Um, that's actually played a lot into my deciding a wedding venue because there's a lot of beautiful wedding venues around here, but there's a lot of yeah. hatred Once behind you that, those wedding venues in the sure. history of that. And I will not mm-hmm. in good conscience have a a, a, yeah. a a wedding where Good for you. my dearest friends are open-minded and African-American no. people and yeah. liberals yeah. Sure. that I'm not, I'm not subjecting anyway. Anyway, it, it makes me feel bad to, to want to do that. So it's, it's been I, a kind of a long process yeah. of trying to find a place because of that as well. Of course. Sure. And I, was, I super respect that because I remember uh, one of my homies laid to death, uh, but he had a wedding at a, a plantation or whatever. And like I got there and I was like, oh, oh, it's one of those drinks, mm-hmm. guys. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh little shorty was like, you know, they're doing tours like all day. If you want to fit, I don't want to tour this plantation. Are you serious? If I drop a piece of lint out of my pocket, I'm picking that shit up. I'm taking everything for free today. Trust yeah, that. Right, right. <laughs> He's I'm pulling t- the wood <laughs> off the side of the yeah. house. I'm taking everything for free. Got me yeah, I'm pretty up. sure it's mine but, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh I mean but you yeah. do deserve it. Oh man, reparations. Anyway, we're gonna go ahead and slide up out of there. I did it again. Was that the slide That's in? So funny. Yeah, that I did was the slide, slide in, in, bro. I was sliding out. Oh, funny. Here, let's try sliding out. This time we're, gonna, out. we're gonna slide up out of there. Hey. Uh, That's and the now one we, we wanted. Mm. We're back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said today. Um, also, update on me. I'm just trying to make it. A lot of emotional struggles and mental struggles and relationship struggles and family's going through a lot right now. Shouts yeah. out to my family. A lot. Um, yep. My mom, I love you to death. She's positive COVID right now. I hope she gets through that. Um, anyway, let's not get too dark and deep into my life. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Hernan Cortez is who we're covering today, and he was a fuckboy of the utmost, uh, similar to Columbus. Um, and he pretty much annihilated an indigenous people that had the most um, astrological understanding and like, like a, I guess, herbal understanding of the world, honestly. Uh, the Aztecs were very enlightened with that. Um, but let's get to the song of the day first before we slide in there. Yes, sir. And uh, the S-O-D-O-W. Sold out. The song of the day of the week. The song of the day of the week. Is, uh, it's my turn, but I feel like with this episode, if it was any of our turn, we would pick this fucking song. Cause kind it's, of a given. It's, mm-hmm. it's a given. Yeah. You know where we're going if you're a musician or inclined in it. Um, Cortez the Killer by Neil Young mm-hmm. is S.O.D. Looking for the new good track man um and it directly correlates to our episode but at the same time just listening to that because uh, i listened to it in years and we used to cover that song back in tuscaloosa days mm-hmm. back when we were roaming around the university of alabama campus we did. and killing shit uh but i never realized how drunk neil young was <laughs> in that yeah. recording bro yeah he was sauced <laughs> he sounds yeah. at the very least. Bro, he yeah. sounds sauced up oh, my god like, jesus christ but uh <laughs> he, was, he was a wild cat back in that first time. He's a wild dude. Uh, but it's a great song. Cartoon's Killer. 
by Neil Young, the musical interlude to get there is like fucking three minutes long. But it's almost, yeah, it's literally like three minutes and 22 seconds is when the first verse starts. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to hear four notes or four chords played for two and a half minutes, <laughs> just, just get up it. in there. Just jump in that. Get up I in mean, there. really. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like maybe the band just starts going and maybe they're just trying to like gather Neil Young, you know, like maybe like giving him some coffee and yeah. like patting him on the back or, or you something, know, you know? You know, it maybe. It maybe <laughs> one of those things Where like the fuck um, is he at? we just we started what the fuck is he yeah. oh yeah, yeah. god or like uh you know when again. you're in high school and you're like play you know you're like you're figuring out you know you're part of you know um as being a musician at least you're part of different type of people that hang out and whatever mm-hmm. you go to these parties and there's people who are all playing these things and everything cool and <laughs> you're playing and you're jamming but you're playing the exact same thing for like five minutes and you're like <laughs> Somebody gonna fucking change this? <laughs> uh, like, yeah. <laughs> and so he just comes in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what we're waiting for. Yeah. Waiting for either a section change or some vocals. And he just so right? happened to yeah. give a, a drunken history lesson. Which yeah, is, exactly. You know, it was legit. the first drunk history. Legit. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Those are big fun. facts. Those yeah. are big facts. I gotta say though, man, he was quite woke. For a while, time, yeah, in, uh, yeah, in the early seventies, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, and he got a lot of flack for it, you know, um, yeah, yeah, that uh, heart, stupid song that we've heard too many times. We went to the University of Alabama, so University of Alabama. Yeah. Oh wait, that's the one in the opposite. <laughs> that okay. Sweet Home Alabama, my Leonard Skinner, you know. Which is basically the state song now, which is really funny because that was actually satire. Wow. They're making fun of you, Alabama. Satire. How fun. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Mm. But, you know, he, he even gets thrown in there as, you know, a Southern man don't need him around anymore because he writes and sings a song about slavery and how atrocious it was. Yeah. I know. But back, everybody was like, fuck you, Neil Young. We were built on slaves. Ah, that's, what, should we say that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As well, man. No, he, was, he, was, he was super woke, man. I mean, it, I mean, he was already a cool cat, but like him hanging out with Jimi Hendrix a lot might have helped that a little bit because Jimi Hendrix is pretty woke on his own <laughs> on his own front of life. It's an understatement, uh, but yeah, <laughs> that guy. Anyway, we need to cover Hendrix one day. Yeah, this is a yeah, wild dude, that. bro. This is a wild dude. Um, but but yeah, uh, Cortez Killer by Neil Young. Check it out. It's, it's it's a funny song to hear. Just if you think about him just being drunk in the vocal booth, vocal mm-hmm. booth all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it entertains the mind. Anyway, we're gonna slide up into this uh, Cortez. Ooh, slide in, in there. There it is. <laughs> slide in there. Uh, <laughs> oh, Hernan Cortez. Hernan. So. This dude, he used a combination, I would say, of like the charisma, trickery, diplomacy, politicianery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> so so. If you guys didn't know, that was and you know, uh, I would love to have W back in office, opposed to what we have right now. But oh, would take actually, Grant has w. Grant has a little booklet that he likes to pull out sometimes. That is um, uh, "Words of the Wise," and it's written by um, George W. Bush. So mm-hmm. the last word that he just pronounced <laughs> for you came out of said book. <laughs> it's it's actually a calendar, so it's a daily word oh, calendar. Oh, you know? oh, okay, yeah. I just got a brief glance at it, and it was yeah. way smaller than like thirty days a year. <laughs> Like a month, three hundred sixty-five. No, no, no. Like thirty days a month. Like it was more like twelve. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm, good set. So it was like carryover days. This month's word is politicianery. Politicianery. And an enemy. And an enemy. Don't hurt yourself, kid. But and ultimately, brute force to destroy. The indigenous peoples uh, he encountered during his exploits, which is pretty much the same thing. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Uh, all leading up to the Aztecs, right? It's kind of, of a little, little climax of his life and of yeah. our episode today. But uh, homie was born in 1485 in Medellin, Spain, mm. uh, just seven years before Columbus made his little trip 
we talked about last week. He should have taken Cortez with him. Mm, and then yeah. throw him over the boat. And then also, well, died. no, he would have just died on the way. He was only seven. It's true. It's true. <laughs> his dad was an infantry captain, so he's got a little bit of nobility to him. And his mother was Catalina Pizarro. Wait, huh. what, was, what was that last word? Pizarro. Huh. Pizarro. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Making him so. the second cousin to Francisco Pizarro, that we're going to be talking about next week. Next I wonder week. if they made a lot of pizzas. I mean, I hope so. They're Pizarros. They're supposed to be like ambassadors of pizza to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, At 14, he was sent uh, to Salamanca by his uncle to study law. He didn't like it. Came back just two years later because he was all interested in the military. That's what he wanted to do. But the law school probably helped him with his whole diplomacy and whatever you said earlier. (laughs) Once again, um, reading out of the book of um, W, oh. um, Justin took the reins on that one. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and uh, he spent a year trying to uh, decide on who he's going to like sail to America with, right? Or uh, work uh, for the Italian government of course. or the Italian Wait, military. Well, he, the he, want, he wants yeah. to go be a fucking sailor. He wants to do something. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he decided to try and enlist under Don Nicholas de Orvando. The de Orvando. Uh, was going to become the appointed governor of Hispaniola, right? Because Columbus set his brothers up, did a terrible deal, like they had a horrible job, rather, and then um, they were going to send more ships over to basically overtake Hispaniola. What they did, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is Dominican Republic of Haiti. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, yeah, it's not Hispaniola anymore. Fuck that. Well, actually, actually, uh, actually, actually, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that means. But um, <laughs> I heard, what are they called? Meteorologists talk about... Um, the tropical storms and shit? The tropical storms coming up through where we're talking about. Uh, and it's going off the coast of uh, Hispaniola. And I went, that's what? not a thing? Yeah. That's... That should not, not a, be a thing anymore. Not super outdated. That's not a thing. And, 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 and they obviously DR in, in Haiti. Right? This was on this was on like Weather Channel. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so old yeah, Nicholas uh D. Cordova was uh, a family friend actually to uh the Cortezes. And uh Hernan was hoping for some good old fashioned nepotism. Mm. Right? Sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh his family friend, de Cordova, was given 40 ships to sail over and take control, right? And um, he wanted to be a part of this uh, little, basically, governmental overthrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know what? No homie misses a little chance, though. Why is that? <laughs> it was smashing cheeks. <laughs> yeah, my boy, uh, my boy Hernan, uh, actually not my boy. Let me retract that. No, no. But, <laughs> oh, fuckboy Hernan was actually uh, a fuckboy. <laughs> yeah, involved in many entanglements with women, by the mm, way, mm. Uh, which we'll get into that later. But this entanglement uh, stopped his like first voyage that he could win on because he was uh, in an affair with a young lady, and her husband came home, and he jumped out the window to avoid confrontation, but ended up like fucking up his hip and shit. <laughs> and... Her mom actually saved his life, like holding back the husband, like, no, don't do it, all that shit. And uh, yeah, he, he lived through that, but he probably should have died there, to be honest. Yeah. But the luck, the stroke of luck that this girl's mom was like, no, don't kill him, he's a Cortez, because he has a little bit of noble, nobility, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. nobility. So, you know, they were probably like, no, he's a noble, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Anyway, that was just one of his entanglements. So he kind of emulated, like, uh, or, or not like he did, like uh, Ben Benny Benny Spank Spank. No, oh, Benny Spank Kind of emulated his his persona. Oh, bro, he had that he had that chick Spanish spice, right? Yeah. Right, all type of shit yeah. he got into, bro. Yeah, but, but anyway, yeah, anyway. we go slide back up so, in there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think uh, <laughs> sliding back in there is a back in there. good idea. Yeah, back in there, but yeah. So it's actually anyway. not his first failed attempt. <laughs> uh, he ended up failing three times, uh, mm-hmm. like Columbus did. Like Pizarro did. Pizarro, which is interesting. 
by the way. Mm. Some bullshit. He's just fucking up left and right, right? And, and so he goes back home eventually, and his parents end up floating the bill for him to hop on a merchant ship. Because they're tired of him being a, a know-nothing, like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, right, right. You're going to do with your life, bro. Right. So they, oh, we'll just give you money to get the fuck out of our faces, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn, yeah, that's my parents. What is yeah. it? It's for a, uh, <laughs> on a merchant ship that's bringing supplies over to Española, right? And um, the ship that he boarded, the captain wanted to get there first so he could sell the most uh, shit. Yeah. And so he like hops on this current. He's trying to go really fast or whatever, and ends up getting lost. They go through some storms, all kinds of crazy ass shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they end up being the last ones to get there, which is awesome, hilarious. Um, but Cortez thinks at like I think he's like nineteen or 17, 17 or nineteen at this time. Well, it's a blessing from God, that bro. Like, God is on his side, yeah, and that's the only reason that he made it over to yeah. on this really. He's, he's divine thing. now. He's he's meant to make this journey, <laughs> right? Right, yeah, which yeah. is important. Moving forward, remember that about him. Once oh he, yeah, and and by the way, by the way, yeah, you said he he wanted to you know get their shit. Um, if you guys didn't know, shit is short for services hindered in travel. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> My God, with the fun facts. facts. <laughs> <laughs> so once he gets there, his uh, secretary, a woman named uh, Medina, helps him get his citizenship. And then showed him a good area for growing crops. Um, and he did not want to be a farmer. Of course right? he didn't, bro. He wanted to be looking for gold. You know, yeah. he wanted to be He diligent. wanted to conquer shit. Hey, he wanted to be conquered. So for seven years, he's doing this little farming shit, right? Right, right. And I can only imagine those seven years that he was farming, he's just like, I just want to go kill a civilization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just, I just want to get gold. I just want gold and genocide, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck this corn. I don't care about this like, corn. I don't even know how to make tortillas. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like, <laughs> so first chance he got, uh, he jumped into a situation with a dude named Velasquez because mm. um, they were struggling with uh, taking over control of uh, Cuba, right? Yeah. Uh, the Taino people. Like yeah. we talked about last week. The very peaceful people, the very uh, right. hammock chilling. Yeah, yeah. Girl they grilling. We're trying <laughs> straight up. <laughs> straight up. <laughs> They're trying their best to fight off these these horrible white people mm-hmm. with their um, wooden swords. <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah. so it really wasn't all that like scary or crazy of a of a battle, you know, but the last bravery though. Took a note of Cortez's quote-unquote bravery, which is bullshit. Right. Mm. And in return, granted him a large estate in the newly created San Diego. A whale's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, win in room. Right, exactly. I, I can't prepare with my jazz flute. <laughs> you know about that? <laughs> so this, this gives dude, man, he's still quite young, by the way, but whatever, uh, a lot more confidence, right? He already thinks that he's got God on the side. Now he's got an estate and a crap load of property and for like killing nice... peaceful people, he got an estate. <laughs> right. And right. this fucking fame and this love from the village actually. Mm-hmm. They fucking love and the shit. And 60% of, of the time it smells good every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we co- we co anchor man like at least once an episode. Too much, too much. Anyway. Too much. <laughs> yeah. uh, on top of that, Velasquez makes him uh his own secretary, right? And uh then he's got access to uh, start getting at that sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> the smash and dash he tried right, to do. Right, right. And then Velasquez is like, hey, bro, you're going to have to marry her because if you keep smashing. I know you smashed my sister-in-law. Like, right. you got to marry her. Then so Velasquez he refuses, is like. And he gets sent to jail. Yeah. And you then in jail, damn player. escapes <laughs> by convincing a guard to let him out the back door one night. They loved him, bro. Right. They love Cortez. He goes and he hides him. out in a church, you know, because yeah. I have to assume it's a. A little safe place to hide. And it's a holy, it's a holy ground. So right, right. People are not going to attack a church type of vibe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Velasquez finds him again, puts him back in jail, and then Uh-oh. he escapes again, mm-hmm. dressed as a servant that like comes in and cleans the jail. And he's just dipped like, out, just, just full on one day, Bugs Bunny style. Just <laughs> got his little costume <laughs> and then just boop a doop doop out the door. Yeah. So Velasquez catches him again, and this time he's like, you know what? You're I admire your tenacity guy. and your resilience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of putting you back in jail, I'm going to give you some ships to go lead an expedition to Mexico. 
You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let you just lead an exhibition <laughs> to go claim some more land for me. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, understandably so, Velasquez ends up getting cold feet on this situation, right? So of he course. sends word for the expedition to be stopped. Mm-hmm. Cortez hears about this and quickly gathers his 500 soldiers, 100 sailors, mm. and 16 horses, and then just uh, dips the fuck out. Bounces. Mm. Bye. Peace. Right. I'll let you, player. <laughs> What's up? What's happening, world? This is Justin, Drew, and Grant from Friends, Facts, and Fiction Podcast, and we're here to talk about Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Let's talk about it. It's free. It's free. Uh-oh. They have all these creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I mean, anywhere you can really find a podcast. They'll, they'll throw it out there, bro. <laughs> and with no minimum listenership, they will also help you gain money. Oh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I mean, download the free app right now, bro. What you waiting on? Let's go. Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to Uncle Jimmy Ray Saves the Day. Anchor.fm, if you ain't heard of it, number one, you need to get your ass out from up under that rock you've been living under. Number two, it offers you all these easy and great benefits like free listening, free podcasting. You know, they put their stuff out there on Apple, Google, Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. Somebody needs to write that better. It's really easy to make money with them, too. All you need is your mama, your cousin, a couple other people. You can make about $9.99 a month. Easy enough to pay off your student loans that you got, you know, because everybody's student loans about that cheap. So it's pretty much the best meal ticket you can ask for with starting a podcast or just getting your feet wet, you know, finding stuff you like to listen to. Anchor.fm, baby, listen in! Velasquez had to be hot, bro. He had to be furious. I mean, I'm pretty sure, as they say, like Cortez on his way to Mexico, no, knew that if he's gonna come back to Cuba empty-handed, they're gonna kill him or put him in jail for the rest of his life. You know, one of the two. He's super pissed, but probably kill him because he's pretty damn good at getting breaking out of jail. Obviously, you can't (laughs) fucking jail him because you're just convincing somebody to let him free. Apparently, (laughs) so he. uh, so he landed on the uh, Yucatan Peninsula, which was at the time Mayan territory. Was this facts? By the way, I mm. ends up running into uh, a Spanish priest who uh, was shipped there for eight years, shipwrecked. Yeah, yeah, and learned the language and uh, became eventually became a uh, translator for Geronimo! And that's the man's name, Geronimo de Aguilar. <laughs> so he got a he got a translator as soon as he touched down. That's Pretty much, and then that's another like, stroke of luck. Bro. Yeah, it's like the, he got a translator and a touchdown. And I tell you what, and damn, what kind of ball we playing what? here? And Shit, he got a six. touchdown. A touchdown. Did he get a field goal? <laughs> yes, he, he got the field goal a lot. Eventually, that's real right. Uh, <laughs> Oh, After this jokes. encounter, uh, he hops back on the boats, you know, and they land at the uh, edge of the Aztec Empire in 1519 and establish this area as Veracruz, which is important because that made him the elected captain general for the colony that he set up. He set it up to honor the Spanish king, which overthrew overstepping Velasquez. Velasquez's okay. power. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, which God, he had to be so mad, like so well, mad. Piss him off once, I mean? and then you do this, and you piss him off again. It's yeah, like, damn, bro. Like, okay. So it's like, hey, uh, you did pretty good in that battle. I'm gonna make you my secretary. Oh, you're banging my stepsister. You gotta marry her. No jail. No jail. Mm-hmm. You I'm know a, what? I'll give you some shit. I'm gonna give you Actually, some shit. That's I, a bad I, idea. I, and then he leaves, and then he sets up a new colony and says, "Fuck you. This is me. <laughs> I'm I'm the guy." It's crazy, right? King Kong ain't got shit on me looking at us. So once he sets up, <laughs> once he sets this uh, uh, Veracruz up, he trains his army and probably the sailors, I have to assume. Yeah, of course. And then burned all of his ships so they were stuck there. They oh, s- that's smart. Succeed or die, bro. 
right. about, to, about to go into this damn jungle, hack up mountains to get to this fucking land, this kingdom. Yeah. That we have no idea about. Right. And you've got a guy that can back. speak Maya, but now they're at the edge of the Aztec Empire, so they could probably kind of get by a little bit, but they don't know the language. Huh. It's, that's insane. But he ended up aligning okay. with the uh, Totonac people who were under Aztec rule. Mm-hmm. And the right. king, not too happy about that because he had to keep sending his men over or people of his, you know, uh, area over yeah. to the um, the capital yeah, to be sacrificed. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because they sacrifice people um, every night so the sun could rise. Mm-hmm. And uh, amongst other ceremonies they had, it was a part of life. It was a way of life. It wasn't like savage shit. It was just a way of life for them. Right. You know what I mean? People think yeah. about human sacrifice. Like, never. It was just like how they lived. Mm-hmm. Like, it was not savage. It was yeah. regular. It was normal shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. So Cortez explains to this king that he's on his way to the Aztec Empire. To fuck up the Aztec. To take all the gold and, you know, whatever. So uh, homie gives him 20 women and probably some other stuff. But one of whom was Dania Marina. She was a daughter of one of the chieftains, actually, who was given to sacrifice. And uh, ends up becoming his second translator and then eventually his mistress. So first of all, he's married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he has a side dude and a side girl. Yeah, I don't My know guy about was out here. him and Geronimo, but Sorry. at the very least, it's obvious with La Malinche because they ended up having a kid together. <laughs> they oh, did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. Right. Anyways, on his way to uh, Tenochtitlan. Tenochtitlan. There it is. Tenochtitlan. <laughs> he he clashed. I want some chitlins. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Texas Chitlin. <laughs> On his way there, he clashed with a lot of the locals and uh, many of these people like the Totonac uh, earlier. And very importantly, the nation of Tlaxcala. Tlaxcala. Uh, became his allies after learning his plan to conquer their hated Aztec rulers. Mm-hmm. Right? Big yeah, they hated them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, obviously, Montezuma is very familiar with Ding, check please. Uh, Cortez and his men. You, know, mm-hmm. um, you got your runners coming around, telling mm-hmm. about the, the light-skinned, bearded men in blazing armor, you know? So he sends a big shipment of uh, gold and other gifts mm-hmm. over to him, you know? Um, says, with- now get! With the words, take this and leave. Now get! (laughs) Take take this shit and ride out, player. We'll just pay you a little fee. But that's probably his first downfall because Cortez himself was kind of like, oh, you just gave this up? Mm-hmm. What else you hold him? Well, on, curiosity killed the cat. Well, on, curiosity killed. Uh, there the was a there was one of the uh, guys that was there that was an observer, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of Montezuma's uh, men that said Cortez when he showed up. You know, he was presented with the gold as we explained before. Of course, but he said, you know, Cortez took the gold and was like, oh, hell yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. And he goes, you guys got any more? I'm gonna jump into talking about the Aztecs and Montezuma. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It's a little bit. Let's get um, a little bit of facts, homie. Aztecs were known for their great warriors and their hunters. They were uh, they they had a lot of obsidian, a lot of uh, volcanic glass, if you will. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that provided them with very sharp weapons, which held nothing to a musket and horses and cavalry. Mm-hmm. But or a cannon. A cannon. Big old ball of fire. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but they were they were super fierce and uh, revered for that. Um, the 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 really cool thing I I think uh, about the Aztecs is the whole um, the the fact that they they had pyramids and aqueducts and palaces and everything um, that they dated back to 1325. Uh, they actually inherited them, mm-hmm. exactly. which was was. Pretty neat. They just kind of wandered upon this they land. There's just a uh, like a wandering group of people that right. wandered upon the place where gods were born, as they called exactly. it. Exactly. Imagine coming across a kingdom with pyramids and aqueducts already set up for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh shit. Like, yeah. Uh, we're overgrown blessed. foliage and everything, exactly. so it's also like extra pretty with like greenery and stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, we didn't have to plan anything. <laughs> like we're gods. Thanks, guys. It's <laughs> already there. We're the interior designer on this mofo is a boss. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're chalicing out here. That's crazy, though. But apparently the uh, civilization that was there before them was there about 700 years before them. Yeah. Um, no one knows much about them. Mm-mm. They don't even know the language they sp- they spoke or like right. what their fucking whole thing was. You whole know? thing's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, aliens probably, but you know. Oh, God. No, yeah, and the island, was, the island was called Texcoco. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Texcoco. Oh, Texcoco. Mm-hmm. It's uh, what we call today... Mexico City. Yeah, Mexico okay. City. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, it was, it, the guys showed up, uh, the conquistadors, when they showed up, they showed up and they saw this. And they, they had seen Greek and Roman empires and stuff like that. But this still blew their minds. Yeah, it was, it floating, was so. Floating city. Basically. Yeah, I mean, they had they had bridges between, land, between the isles yeah, and roads that floated. Exactly. Which is insane. Gardens. Gardens. gardens? Yeah, Yeah, actually, that is uh, an engineering feat. I mean, Mm -hmm. even to this day. It's crazy. Like, that's, if you see that, they're doing some really cool shit. Right. (laughs) This is the early 1500s. I think it's kind of like Venice Venice and Egypt kind of like combined. A Venetian Egypt. You know what I mean? That's kind of the vibe. That's cool. I'm seeing in my head. That's a good picture. Pyramids and like this cool statues and shit. Then it's like a water-based town. But they're like low on land, and so they build these floating gardens, basically. And the water that they're sitting on feeds... Exactly. The roots exactly. with water. Yeah. Ingenious. It's a, uh, Ingenious. Two birds, one stone. Is that mm. the vibe? Mm-hmm. So this really cool T-shirt on Facebook the other day, and it had two birds on it, and one of them was bloodshot. It said two birds and one stone. Ah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so by 1502, they yeah. had this little ruler named Montezuma. Oh, he was actually Moctezuma II. The second. His dad, yes. his big papa. Was the first, but this did kind of a prissy prick, yeah, kind of a deal. Um, try, try to rule with a fucking he was, iron fist. He, he he did he did. Um, he was also um, tall and light skinned, yeah, which was kind yeah. of weird. Very fair skinned. Was a little weird. People, yeah. Um, maybe because he never went outside. Probably, maybe, possibly, yeah. And most of his close associates couldn't even make eye contact with him. Right. You know, like, right. there's just like, no, too divine, like Emperor Kuzco. Right, right. You know? No like, touchy. No touchy, touchy. No touchy. Beware of the groove. <laughs> Emperor's new groove. Uh, yeah. Watch that if you haven't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so no touchy, touchy. The process. In, <laughs> the pro- process. No touchy, touchy. Yeah, keep going back to it. It's fantastic. What the poison, the poison like, for Cusco. The Cusco made... Poison, the poison made for Cusco. Cusco's poison. Cusco's poison. Uh, but Montezuma, before he became the ruler, wasn't he like a very devout man, like very spiritual, like a uh, basically like a priest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was essentially system. a priest. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why he was so divine in the people's eyes. Mm. Mm. Oh, I like that. That was a, that was a nice little. Little like uh, I would say vocal fry, but it wasn't. It was more like a, a, a nostril fry, like. Mm. <laughs> anyway, for all you um, weirdos out there that enjoyed that, keep listening. <laughs> so Montezuma had uh, a prophecy that was actually handed down from generations before him of a man coming, which was actually a prophecy that led back to one of their old gods that was banished from Mexico, or banished from what we know as South America. Yeah, And his name was... Quetzalcoatl. Nailed it. Quetzalcoatl, yeah. Quetzalcoatl was his name. And apparently he was was supposed to arrive from the land of the east, which these conquistadors came from, on the reed year, which just so fucking happened to be 1519 when they landed. And he was supposed to land as a fair-skinned man with a, a beard and armor that was blazing in the sun. Right, right. He's supposed to like be emulate, like like so, emitting light. So yeah, essentially, yeah. So Cortez showed up. So Cortez shiny, showed up, shiny as hell. Cortez yeah. showed up on happenstance. Yeah, Same mundane, co- mundane coincidence oh that God. everyone fucking deals with on a daily basis. It just so happened to be smaller daily basis. That's and just it, insane, though. You know, it's wild, bro. they had this prophecy. Yeah, in that year, Cortez 
showed, showed up, up white, looking like the with dude. a beard, with armor, shining in the sun. Oh, my yeah, God. That's insane. Like, talk about failing upwards. So, sure. you know, th- that was there, and they showed up and everything. Montezuma kind of saw through that. Mm. He was, at first, he was like, oh, shit, this is this prophecy and everything. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. I'm supposed to be the last king or, you know, emperor of this area. And then he saw through... They weren't there for that. You know, he, he wanted to know who is this king you represent? Mm-hmm. Because this king you represent isn't in any of our history, any of our texts, any of this that's coming back. And he had no answers for that. He's mm-hmm. just like, I come here with the cross and you should do this. And he's like, all right. Well, on his, you know, pushback on Cortez's stuff, Cortez was like, fuck you. I'll just take you prisoner. Damn. Like, I'm just going to take you prisoner. Yeah. So. That's what he did, like, yeah. And wasn't his uh, his mistress uh, La Malanche, Malinche, uh, like really Malinche, was like a pretty big uh, part of this. Yeah, she was actually the the one who could, who could um, coordinate between uh, Mayan and Aztec and Spanish. So she was actually his biggest key mm-hmm. to all of this. So she basically talked Montezuma. She essentially heard what Cortez had to say and made it sound better. In in Montezuma's ears, right, right, that yeah. makes sense. You know, yeah, she was she was the she was a good a good server. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, wow. that sounds kind of fucked up, but that's kind of true. Is what it is. That's what it was. You know, I mean, twas what it twas. In the spring of 1520, Cortez learned of the arrival of Spanish forts in Cuba, led by Panfio Norvez, and sent by Velasquez. Yeah. To deprive Cortez of his command. Okay, so Cortez finally makes his way into the Aztec Empire. Mm-hmm. He's chatting it up with Montezuma. Montezuma mm-hmm. at first is like, "Oh shit, this is that dude that's gonna like that yeah. we prophesized about." Mm-hmm. It's like, "Wait a minute, maybe it's not." And then his mistress is like, "Oh no, no, yeah, uh, totally, come hang out with us, right?" And then Cortez captures him. Mm-hmm. He's held hostage. Mm-hmm. The Aztecs are pretty pissed. Yeah, and pretty pissed at montezuma yeah just catching us up yeah um thank you so. thank you for that recap <laughs> uh, uh, mid-episode recap thanks okay in the spring of 1520 cortez learned of the arrival of a spanish force from cuba led mm. by panfilo narvez mm-hmm. and sent by velasquez <laughs> it was supposed to deprive cortez of his command uh cortez led his army out of tinochtitlan to meet them uh, leaving behind a garrison of 80 Spaniards and a few hundred Tlaxcalan to govern the city. You know, they didn't like him, so they was going to govern it pretty well. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Cortez defeated Narvaz and enlisted his army into his own. Whoa. Yeah. That's kind of impressive. Ba- basically like, oh, you got all these warriors? I'm just going to whoop your ass real quick. I guess so. And they're going to yeah. ride with me. Right, right, right. Fuck it. Well, the only bad thing that sucks about that is that uh, when he um, returned to Tenochtitlan uh, in June, he found that the garrison was under siege from the Aztecs, of course. who had rebelled <laughs> after a subordinate um, who Cortez left in command. Yeah, yeah. He essentially caused a huge revolt, and you know they ended up killing like I don't know, like four priests, like you know, mm-hmm. you know and yeah. a few hundred people, which priests were pretty yeah. important. So there. while Cortez was gone. Um, the Aztecs were wanting to celebrate a, like an annual um, religious yeah. like ceremony that they so do. Montezuma yeah. gave permission for this yeah, yeah, yeah. too, so right, people could right. like where they perform the snake yeah. dance and the everything. Snake yeah. dance, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is like a very big deal for them to do. Mm-hmm. And um, Cortez's boy uh, said, "Okay, if nobody's armed, you know, it was like really yeah. not comfortable with the old thing." To the point where, while they're performing the ceremony, he got so spooked because he thought killing people, that bro. they were trying to do something nefarious against him, you know, mm. and so he just started fucking killing people. Yeah, and Straight the up. important thing is that four of them were high priests in the Aztec theology. I mean, let alone the two to three hundred people that he killed. Well, oddly enough, in their culture, people were okay to kill, right? Because they're priests. sacrificing everybody, like a person a day, basically, yeah, yeah. to make sure the sun rises. You know, that's yeah. all right. Big facts. For priests, that's a no-no. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and then and then Cortez came came in on um, June 30th, which is a big date 
um, uh, because it was known as La Noche Trista or the Night of Silence. Cortez came in with his his men. Uh, silence, sadness. Yeah. yeah, again, you know. Well, well no si- Well, silence and sadness. You know, it's the night of sadness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he came in and essentially just wiped through the town. Of course. Um, many soldiers drowned in Lake Texcoco uh, when the vessel carrying them and Aztec treasures, ported by Cortez, sank. So it's like a <laughs> fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know, his pockets were too loaded. Yeah. He couldn't swim anymore. Yeah. You know. And he's yeah, wearing that's, that's concrete shoes out here in the lake. And uh, it was actually said that uh, during this this battle and the ship sinking, um, you could walk across the lake. On the bodies. On the dead bodies. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. That's a yeah. lot that is insane. And they also, the Aztecs at this point could have actually beat them, but they're outwitted just a little bit. Um, I think and, a lot of it was the fact that they... Um, since several months had passed, their the Spanish um, diseases that they had, they were just catching up to them. Really, finally caught up to them. Yeah. yeah. So the Aztecs were um, very, very sick, and since all of this, like at one point, they had, you know, locked the Spanish in there and like cut off the food supply, and then they kind of regained some control. And then Cortez comes back, and he breaks in through there, and then they lock off the the whole island. So they're sick, and they're starving, literally. Yeah, and they, I mean, just off the disease alone, they lost two-thirds of their population. It's crazy. Which is brought by the Spanish. Um, So the Spanish essentially were, you know, as we covered... Um, with Columbus, the first mm-hmm. uh, users of, mm-hmm. you know, chemical warfare yeah. without even knowing it, honestly. Yeah, right. Um, right. I think Columbus uh, Columbus did know it. He brought the, you know, the, the, the stuff back with shit. the small yeah. pack, the small right, pox right. and stuff back on it. But just like an alien landing on a different um, planet, sure, you're not going to know your immunities to these different Absolutely, lands. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. And theirs to yours. So that kind of that kind of messed them up a bit. But um, Montezuma ended up dying in this fight. Yeah. Um, and both um, both the Spaniards and the Aztec had a pretty much the, the, the same view on it. Uh, he was a little too subservient to Spanish rule. Right. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they they saw him, and there's, there's many different accounts of, like, what exactly happened. Someone says, uh, you know, someone says that he was stabbed in the back by the Spanish while he was standing there, and other people say, the Aztecs, that someone threw a rock and hit him in the head and killed him. And he fell off the balcony. And he fell off the balcony. Right, right, right. Um, but be that as it may, they saw him as a puce <laughs> and did not want him in office anymore. A vagine. A vagine. A well's vagina. <laughs> but anyway, um, his brother actually took over. Um, I may butcher this one. I'm actually usually all right with that one. But this was uh, Kuatlahok. Oof. That sounds pretty good. Cool, cool. Um, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. His brother took over um, after that. But during the Spaniards' retreat, they defeated a large Aztec army at Otumba. And then they rejoined their Tuxcan allies. Um, so after a three-month siege, the city fell. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, three yeah. months. Three months of a fucking siege. Like night and day, bro. Yeah. It it's crazy. And uh, so after his brother fell, they were kind of getting a little desperate and couldn't hold up their political history, if not their economic history yeah, and their civil history. So this was... The end of the Aztec Empire. There are still descendants of and people who still speak in the same dialect. Right. But this was the socioeconomic end of the Aztec Empire. Absolutely, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Because Cortez became the ruler of yeah. this vast Mexican yeah. empire, you know. Um, after that, uh, he led an expedition to Honduras in 1524, and in 1528, he returned to Spain to see the king, probably hmm. just to get some pats or something, who knows. Yep. Pats on the back. <laughs> uh, Charles uh, made him Marquis de Valle, but refused to name him governor because of his quarrels with Velasquez and <laughs> others that he <laughs> encountered along the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in 1530, he returned to Mexico now known as New Spain, 
and founded the country and found the country in disarray. Yeah, yeah. After restoring some order, he retired to his estate south of Mexico City and sent out maritime expeditions from the Pacific coast. In 1540, he returned to Spain and was neglected by the court. Hmm. And then he died in 1547. So they, just, they basically, like, once he got back, it was like, bro, we don't even care about you no more, guys. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, straight yeah. up, it was like, you went through all this. He had, had like, a, uh, like a Tesla death, basically. <laughs> Nikola Tesla, where it's like, right. he did all this fucking wild shit for us, but we don't give a shit. Right. Bye. I mean, pretty much. You know? Like, he went back yeah. over to Spain to be like, hey, yo, homie, king, yeah. check out all this shit I did. You know all like, shit I've been doing. Like, now. I you- ain't never seen New Spain on any of my geographies. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Tell I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, some bitches. <laughs> So no such thing I, as I just, New Spain. To God me, it's, it's it's really similar to Columbus in a way, you know, in that yeah. like you know he tried and tried, tried, got lucky, got lucky, whatever, and then was had very very little respect towards the end of his life, yeah, you know, and then just right. dies a couple years later. Yeah, like, no one really gave a same shit about thing him. happened to Cortez. Yeah. Like he yeah. goes back over to Spain to kick it with the royal family and the court, okay. you know, we'll see, and we'll they it. just didn't give a shit about it anymore. And they should have. He, he was old news. Counting his fucking yeah. beans, he was still fucking alive at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. is crazy. That he was surrounded twice by yeah. Aztec warriors and held in without food or provisions for two yeah. weeks at a time, both times. Yeah. And still survived. Still was alive. No. I mean, suffered many wounds in these in these battles. And like, bro, like, it's crazy, bro. Well, his pampered ass didn't. No, oh, yeah, true that. His boys did. Big facts. Big facts. Yeah, oh, but you know, this is uh, the episode on Hernan Cortez, mm-hmm. the uh, man who second. just refused to fucking give up. Yeah, looking for golden power. Just kept rocking, bro. Burned his men's ships, so they were stuck there with him. Killed as many people as he had to along the way. Destroyed to get to empire, the city of gold, as yeah. he thought of it as, and then destroyed an entire. Which empire. people are still looking for. Try and get day, all that by gold, the by the way, and that motherfucker sank. Yeah, <laughs> I just love the fact that that ship that probably had most of what they had like stolen. Taken. Yeah, just sank. sank. And fucking... Yeah, <laughs> so great. I also looked up. Um, it's crazy. Um, the Latin derivative for Cortez, and it said twat. <laughs> so that kind of makes really? a little bit of sense. Ah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that's hilarious. That was funny as shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, email us your thoughts and uh, your ideas, or however you feel them, sure. to uh, friends period, facts period, fiction at gmail.com. <laughs> Killing that shit nowadays. Killing it. Um, yeah, email us all your thoughts and uh, ideas, and you know, if we miss any big facts, let us know, and we'll uh, tackle those. And uh, for sure, this put, was put a this was a dense one. There were many times was, where I'm like, wait, so where was he? Who was he talking to? Who did he fuck over? Super dense. There's a lot of information yeah. that cross is cross information from documentaries that they didn't cover in this documentary. They didn't cover in this book. Right. They didn't cover in this book. At first I was thinking that like facts were wrong, but I'm just realizing that like they There's glossed so over something this. and somebody else yeah. really yeah. covered that. Or whatever. Man, some things that we're leaving out just because it was way too dense uh, oh, at dude. the same time. It's, but, um, and if you would like us to cover that density, let us know. Yeah, sure, we'll do that. Or you if you're interested saying? in Cortez now because of this episode, you know, go watch all the documentaries. Look it up. Google it, it and stuff. You know, go, go check it. Out. It's very interesting. It honestly is. Well, so he's the he's the bridge from Columbus to Bizarro, and then Bizarro, well, Columbus to slave trade is kind of like the whole thing, anyway. Sure, but yeah. like yeah. Cortez and Bizarro are like little cursors there the by little footnotes to make it all happen mm-hmm. for the transatlantic. Well, Columbus sector. essentially jumped up from what is Española mm-hmm. and Dominican Republic and Haiti to Florida. That was kind of like the And Pizarro pad. and Cortez essentially just took that western approach. Yeah, exactly. Right. That was sort of their landing so, pad, you know what yeah, I mean? The yeah. Spain uh the Spanish had that area and so they would pop there first and then they would go further. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. We saw Cortez go into it's not Mexico City. I'm going to see Pizarro go up into a different region. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's pretty well. Tune in next week for uh, old Pizarro. Mm-hmm. Old pizza rolls. Old, old pizza <laughs> rolls. <laughs>
Oh, old Tostino's good. up in this bitch ass, having an ass, sounding ass. Good, That's good. good, good I times. like that. Good, good, good times. Good times. Uh, but yeah, cheers to you for still making it out here in this world. Uh, we love y'all. Um, I'm going to say uh, sign off time, right? Sure. Yeah. I'm Justin Hammonds, and I'm saying love, love life because it's worth living, y'all. Everybody out there, times are hard. And I um, respect that. I think it's really important mm-hmm. for you to find your own little piece of happiness here and there or whatever, you know, but it's not for me because I never liked you. I always loved you. <laughs> Signing off with Drew Shonut, I want to say I like football. Goddamn <laughs> season's going to be short as shit this year. I, I love know. you all. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, this has been episode eight of Friends, Facts, and Fiction. Uh, Hernan Cortez. Anyway, Friends, Facts, and Fiction, we out! Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode. Find us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on everything Friends, Facts, and Fiction. Our Instagram handle is friends underscore facts underscore fiction. As always, please reach out to us. You can send any of your questions, praise, and fact-checking to friends.factsfiction at gmail.com. It's important to us to only propagate the truth, and we will correct any errors we may have made. This has been a production of Friends, Facts, and Fiction. Fiction, fiction, fiction.